The SSTUWA supports the Yes campaign. Find out more at sstuwa.org.au slash yes. Hello and welcome to Western Teacher Live, the SSTUWA's new podcast talking all things public education. This edition is a 10-minute chat about funding, where you can learn what on earth NSRA means, what SRS actually means, and why on earth 98% of public schools are getting far less funding than they need. My name is uh, Bob Fig, and to help guide you through this alphabet soup sprinkled with added percentages and tell you why it matters and what you can do to help, are President Matt Jarman and Senior Vice President Natalie Blewett. Matt, first to you. What is the NSRA and why do we have so many acronyms in education? Yeah, you're right, Bob. It is something to avoid. Uh, let's keep it as simple as we possibly can. National Schools Reform Agreement expired at the end of 2022. It's a five-year uh, agreement with the, between the federal and state and territory governments. It has been uh, extended by 12 months for review, and there is a panel leading that uh, inquiry that will go back to the minister, round, federal minister by around about the end of October 2023 on recommendations as to what the uh, federal state partnership funding should look like. And uh, Natalie, I'll uh, put you on the spot too. The schooling resource standard, the SRS, what's that one mean? So Bob, the school resourcing standard is a bit of an estimate of how much total funding a school needs to meet every student's educational need. And it's actually based on recommendations from the 20, sorry, the 2011 review of funding of schooling, which was formerly known as the Gonski Review. That's right, and that was going to solve everything, and unfortunately some politics intervened and the funding didn't come along as, uh, it, as was expected. And the effects, Matt, on Western Australia in particular um, have not been good, and, and that's left public schools short of funds. Well, the equity gap between public schools and private schools could not possibly, you couldn't imagine, it's a nightmare scenario for that to get even wider. Uh, at the moment, we're, we're faced with about $2 billion worth of underfunding over the next 10 years if the current rate continues. And what that means for our public school system, students and teachers, is not worth thinking about. So we've got a pivotal uh, 12 months in front of us. We've got a pivotal campaign being led through the AEU. Uh, and we have to, this is our really once in 12 year opportunity to get this right because we now have um, much more common space across uh, federal and state governments in respect to the equity gap. And we have a willingness to try to address it, how that gets addressed and how successfully it gets addressed for West Australian public school teachers and students is uh, the big question. And and hopefully we'll all receive 100% uh, of the SRS uh, by the end of this bilateral agreement when it gets signed off. That would mean that we get the same that the private school students have been currently receiving. Some private school students are receiving as much as 105% of the minimum standard. So we have a lot of work to do and it's, it's going to make a significant difference to the quality of the public education system if we do get it and similarly if we don't get it. And the uh, percentages are quite interesting, aren't they? In 2017, public schools got 89% of their funding uh, from the state government and a further 15% from the federal government. Then there was another 4% for additional items, things like um, bus travel to events and that sort of thing. And then under the current formula, that that system has now gone to 75% from the state government 
So a significant drop in WA. That was caused because the federal government said the minimum you had to give was 75, so Treasury seized on that. Then there is a 20% federal government contribution giving uh, schools, states, public schools, 95% of that minimum funding they require under the schooling resource standard. But wait, there's more. They also rolled into that 95% the extra 4% that schools used to get in addition for uh, additional items like the bus travel and uh, depreciation, those sorts of things. The net effect of that is that where schools at one point were getting 109% of the SRS, they now get 91 um, and that's the uh, the core issue. Now, uh, Natalie, nationally, the Australian Education Union, of which the SSTUWA is a member as its WA branch, has estimated that that could be worth, if, if the minimum SRS is achieved, that could be worth around $1,800 per student in primary schools and in secondary schools. You've worked in a school. What, what would $1,800 a pupil look like in a real school? Well, there's so much that schools could do with uh, $1,800. There's a lot of percentages there, Bob, that you that you gave us. It's really important to remember that public schools are underfunded. That's probably the key message that I would like to convey during this podcast. And there isn't one private school that is underfunded. Every single private school in Western Australia is funded at 100% or above, whereas our public schools are languishing so far behind. So $1,800 for me as a primary school teacher, uh, the $1,800 for our school, for the school that I've come from, a North Metropolitan school, with $1,800 we could buy more resources for our students, we could have smaller class sizes, we could have better intervention projects for our schools, just to name but a few things for my particular classroom in the school that I've come from. $1,800 would make such a difference for every single student across our state for public school students. Uh, Matt, that sounds very simple. It sounds very attractive, yet it hasn't happened. Um, it obviously needs political willpower and desire to change um, the situation and indeed at the federal level to enshrine new funding levels into law because that's uh, the reality of what happens. What can everyday members and parents and non-members who are listening to this podcast do to make a difference and get this uh, 100% funding achieved? Well, the first thing uh, I would recommend that every member, whether they be a parent or a teacher, do is identify the number of students enrolled in their school and multiply that by 1,800. So for my primary school, that's $800,000 a year. If you want to put a quantum to how much $800,000 a year would make to a, uh, a local primary school, that's that's one way that everybody can, can start to look at it. For some of our larger senior high schools, you're equally and, and very quickly looking at millions and millions of dollars of additional funding that the private school down the road from those senior high schools are receiving and the public school student is not. So I, um, I immediately turn my attention to the mental health crisis that we have in the community. Uh, you know, I look at instruction and how we can better support that internally. And we're not do, able to do any of those things because we don't have the resources as our private school colleagues do to employ those um, kind of important staffing roles that we once upon a time had within our public school system. So 
it, it's a pretty easy measure to, to run with. Uh, and the other thing I'd ask uh, members to consider is what our system will look like in 10 years from now if we don't get this right in the next 12 months. Because in, in 10 years from now, based on the projections that we've got from the Federal Parliamentary Budget Office, we're going to have a gap of more than $2 billion uh, in WA public education schools. So what does it look like today? And then compare that nightmare uh, view to what it will look like in 10 years from now. Because that's what we're faced with if we don't if we don't get something happening here. It's certainly not about taking money away from the private school sector. That's an entirely different conversation. This is simply about allowing the private school teacher and the private school student to receive a minimum equivalent to what that private school student is currently receiving. And that seems perfectly sensible. And if you're a parent or a teacher, um, a member or a non-member of the SSTUWA, it doesn't matter. What you can do is contact your local MP, contact your state MP, contact your federal MP uh, and let them know that you want proper funding for public schools. Email them, speak to them in person, phone, or if you're really old-fashioned, send a letter. That's right. Uh, this this is a key... I, I would love to uh, dream and think that this can become a key political agenda item once again. Uh, this, this is something that uh, a campaign office can do, that a campaign coordinator can do, but really it is voting members of the public, it is our uh, membership that can make this uh, a scaled and correct priority on the political totem pole uh, because as I've shared at State Council this is one of those one of those bigger concerns that we have is that this agenda item is sliding down the political agenda and this is one of our opportunities to put it up there to the top again. Well there you are there's your challenge uh, if you're listening to our podcast today please make it a priority and get uh, f- education funding at the top of the political agenda. This has been uh, Western Teacher Live the SSTU WA podcast thanks for listening. Western Teacher Live, talking about public education, unionism and much more.